Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from EO Fire, and you're listening to Self-Publishing Journeys with your show host, Paul Teague. It's the must-listen weekly podcast for all indie authors who are prepared to ignite. Welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary. This is for podcast number 14, and the release date is Monday the 6th of June 2016. Interestingly, this week, I haven't actually done any writing. Well, I have. I've done 1,500 words just to bring my word count on Don't Tell Meg up to 35,000 words. But I have been engaged in all sorts of writing-related activities. In the UK, it's been half-term week for the kids, so I changed my schedule a little bit when all the family are at home. The first thing I did was to discover Mavellas, a new site that I'd never even heard of before, but it is a, a book listing site. It's primarily for people serialising their stories and adding to them bit by bit by bit so that people can follow the story as it develops. But to be honest with you, I just listed the Secret Bunker 1 and I listed the Grid 1 as a whole with the covers so that they can be read on there. Uh, at Mavellas, M-O-V-E-L-L-A-S, Mavellas.com. And it seems to be quite a young adult-oriented kind of a site, which is what those two books primarily are, I guess. So I thought, well, I'm going to list those. And the reason for that is that whether anybody reads them or not, whether I'm down with the cool kids or not on those sites, what I do get from listing on third-party sites, particularly those two novels which are free anyway they're free on Amazon they're there to get people into the two trilogies so they're always good to be given away for free doesn't matter if I list them on these sites they're really just the beginning of my my sales funnel for those trilogies and by being on Mavellas it'll take a little bit of time just to get registered in the search engines but those two books will get a, an increased search engine presence just by being listed on Mavellas as will my author name, because my author name is in my Mavella's URL or web link. I do these things not only to find potentially new readers, but it does seem to me that Mavella's is like one of these communities where you're kind of in with the in crowd or, or you're not. That, that, that's great if, if you could do that. And I'm not one of these people who's going to sit there having chats with people online all the time. It's just not what I do. I was happy to list those books just in the hope that I'll get search engine optimization value from that. And then it just helps with the book discovery. But nothing could really hinder that. The reason I discovered that site was because this week I booked an interview with a young adult author called Molly Luby. And I'll be interviewing Molly in the next couple of weeks. And Molly will surface on the podcast, as people tend to do. I record a couple of weeks before they actually get broadcast. But I discovered Molly online, as you do. And she's a young writer, very young writer, very involved in this Mavella site. And she writes zombie apocalypse kind of fiction. Now, I've talked to nobody who does that yet on the podcast. I'm very keen to get a range of writers doing all sorts of different writing and different books because their experiences are very different. But Molly's very active on Mavellas.com. That's how I discovered it, just checking her out online and looking at the links and looking at what she'd written before we got in contact and arranged the interview. So uh, it was well well worth making the contact. I'll be chatting to Molly and recording an interview shortly. And I would recommend that you check out mavellas.com if you are writing for young adults. 
Another interview that I did actually record this week was with Mike Bodner. Mike was a speaker at the self-publishing conference that I attended in Leicester a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Mike, like myself, is a former uh, broadcaster. I think he spent more of his time on the telly. I was always radio. And Mike did a great presentation on how to promote yourself as a self-published author. Mike has self-published a book. And I interviewed him about it, well, last night at the time I'm recording this, or two nights ago, I beg your pardon. He's a great talker. He provides some really, really good content for self-published writers on his blog. And he'll be appearing again. He's in the queue to appear on this podcast in a couple of weeks' time. But Mike did a great interview. It's well worth watching out for and listening to when that is published. Uh, Something I did this week as well was to get some 3D covers produced for my two trilogies. Now, I got a 3D cover produced for the Secret Bunker trilogy and never got one done for the Grid trilogy. And I wanted a couple of 3D covers that looked the same, like they'd they'd been done by the same artist. So I went on to Fiverr.com. And when I'm teaching around the county with local businesses, I still find many people who've never even heard of Fiverr.com. So I wanted to mention it here because I've actually got two jobs done this week on Fiverr.com. So it's F-I-V-E-R-R, Fiverr.com with an extra R there. Now, what I did is I gave my 2D images to the lady who produced these covers for me, and she turned them into very nice box sets, really high quality box sets. She did it very quickly. Uh, She did two for me, and she was great, actually, because I think I ended up paying, normally you pay $5. I can't remember why I paid $10, probably for a fast turnaround. I usually pay for some extras. But she turned them around really fast for me. She gave me what are called invisible PNG files, and that means that the background is transparent, so you can then place them on top of banners or other pictures. It's really good for promotional activity. It's always good to get one of these invisible PNG files because you can do more with the images that way. If they're on a white background, they look rubbish if you place them on top of something else. So always get invisible PNG versions if you can. I was really delighted with those images. I've put them on this week's podcast page for you to have a look at. And if you click the Fiverr.com link on that page, it will actually take you through to the artist who did those 3D covers for me. Highly recommend her, did it very fast. She did lots of extras for me that I didn't even ask for. So I felt like I got more than what I paid for, which was brilliant. So very happy to recommend her if you like those covers and you want to get some done yourself. Another thing that I did artwork-wise this week was I wanted to produce a holding book cover for Don't Tell Meg. Whenever I start writing my books, I usually produce a, a dodgy Paul Teague created cover, just so I've got something visual to start putting on websites. You need to have these things available. Now, this is not going to be the finished cover. It's a good enough cover, just so that when I'm talking about the book that I'm writing on social media and online and on my new thriller site at paulteague.co.uk, which I'm beginning to build slowly but surely bit by bit, it means I've got something visual to put on that site. It's better to be just saying, oh, the book's called Don't Tell Meg. It's lovely to just have something visual. Now, this is not the cover that I'm going to sell it with. I need to get a decent artist on the case to do me a decent cover. But I just wanted to talk you through how I did this because many people struggle with covers and I want to recommend a great resource to you. Again, I teach this constantly when I'm going around the county teaching businesses about social media. And usually I'm recommending it as a social media tool to help you make banners for social media sites. And indeed, you could use it for that. But I use a site called canva.com, C-A-N-V-A, canva.com. You can create many 
ready-sized images on Canva. And one of the things that it does offer you, if you scroll down the options that it offers, is it will give you a properly sized Kindle book cover. Now, the other thing that Canva does is it will provide images that you can buy at a dollar a time and some very nice fonts, most of which are free, or you can buy them at a dollar a time if you want to, if you go some really fancy ones. But you will be able to create yourself pretty quickly without any tech or graphic design skills, a book cover that is correctly sized for Kindle. Many people who are new to self-publishing and are trying to cut corners with the covers, they don't want to pay somebody to do that for them. Often they'll do it on paint or something horrible like that. And they really, you could tell them a mile off. I posted my uh, cover that I created on my Facebook page just to, just to show people. And the reaction to it was very good. Uh, uh, somebody said you could use that as the proper cover. And, and probably I could, but actually I prefer to get a proper cover designer on because I think somebody like me would miss all sorts of things that cover designers just know about the way they, they lay it out. But it is a pretty good holding cover. So if you want to look at the resources on this week's podcast page, check out the bit about canva.com. And on my blog at paulteague.com, I've actually done a written and a video tutorial showing you how to use canva.com. So the links are on that page or on the resources page for this week. Do check it out. And I really, really recommend that you, you check out Canva and that you put it on your author's toolkit. I make a lot of use for it. Usually, to be honest with you, I'm using it for social media, but I was really impressed with the results I got with my Kindle cover. And I will be using that, that demo cover for Don't Tell Meg until I get to the stage where I'm getting a proper one built and created. Talking about Don't Tell Meg this week, I've only written uh, one and a half thousand words. And I did that because I'm a bit OCD with these things. I, I'd been writing, I've had six writing sessions so far. Each writing session, my target is 5,000 words. I always tend to write over the words. So I was about uh, 33,500. I just accrued those extra words. And I wanted, because we were reaching the end of a month, to hit a 35,000 word target. So last Saturday, I did uh, 1,500 words. And it just brought me over that 35,000 word target. That's where I am now with Don't Tell Meg. I returned to writing. I'm looking at my schedule here. I'm writing next week on Thursday and Friday, so we'll get another 10,000 words done. But I just wanted to share with you this week that I've had a real crisis of confidence, a real panic moment with Don't Tell Meg. Because I, I tend to write, I don't know, I don't know why I do this. Somebody, somebody with a psychological background will probably tell me that I am OCD. But I, I tend to write in patterns. So each chapter of Don't Tell Meg is written in thirds. And then the book itself is divided into thirds. The action is divided into thirds. I, goodness knows why I write like that. It always just seems a natural pattern. So at 35,000 words, I'm, I'm pretty well, I've come to a resting place a third of the way in. So it was a great place to finish at half term. But then I've just been panicking because I, I reached a crescendo at that point. And now I pick it up and take the book in a, in a different direction because one of the key plot points has happened. I'm just thinking, can I do it? Can I write? Can I keep the pace up? It's, I'm happy with it so far. And I just had a real crisis of confidence this week, thinking that I don't know what to do with it. I'm panicking about it because when I sit down to write, I'm not sure whether I can continue the story. And I just think there's a re really interesting um, experience to share here because before I started writing Don't Tell Meg, I hadn't sat down to do any fiction writing for some time. And on the diary there, I was sharing that I wasn't sure whether I could do it 
I didn't know whether I'd lost the knack, whether I'd be able to do 5,000 words. And yet, surprisingly, when I just sat down, scheduled the time and put my mind to it, yes, I could write. And I'm very happy with the first 35,000 words. So I am going to sit down and I'm going to think through, I'm going to check my plans because I have plotted this novel. I always go off on one, though, when I plot the novel. I never, I never stick to the story. Uh, and maybe I should. Maybe that's a lesson to learn here. But I have taken it off at different tangents because I found those more interesting. So I'm going to have to course correct now and I'm going to go back to my plans and just make little tweaks and then hopefully set the scene or the road, the pathway for the last 60,000 words. But at the moment, I'm in a bit of a panic. To to put my mind at rest, I've been reading, I'm reading Lidwood Barclay's Broken Promise book at the moment. I love Lidwood Barclay, and this is the kind of thriller that I want to write. My book has come out with quite a lot of swearing in it and quite a lot of sexual references in there. And I, I may end up cleaning those up. I don't know yet, but I was quite clean, quite pleased when I started reading Lidwood Barclay that, that Lidwood Barclay does have quite a lot of swear words in there. And I hadn't, maybe I was I just blind, hadn't thought about it, but I was quite encouraged by that because that is what I think of as contemporary crime fiction. You would see Lidwood Barclay in the bestsellers at WH Smith's or Waterstones, and it's good to see that he's using quite a lot of swearing in there. So I may remove some swear words and I'll wait to see what my copy editor proofreader says and, and beta people who beta read and, and take a look at it before it goes out. But I've also just finished uh, Because She Loves Me by Mark Edwards. And, and that is actually precisely the kind of book that I want to write. Mark Edwards has quite a lot of sex in his books. They're, they're very adult books. And this, to be honest with you, is the kind of drama that I like to watch. I'm a very much an HBO viewer. I, I, I like adult movies. I like adult series on the telly. Where you, where the violence and and the sex scenes are not covered up in any way, otherwise to me it's just a fifteen. I like to watch things that are eighteen rated, not 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 because of the for the titillation or anything like that, but because I just want a proper adult story. That's what I want to see, and I want to write a proper adult story. And this is what Mark Edwards writes. Now I'm new to Mark Edwards. I'm going to read more of his books but I really did enjoy his book. The other thing that I've been panicking about with Don't Tell Meg is that it's fairly uh, parochial in that it's not on a broad canvas. It's only in fairly domestic settings. Yet Lidwood Barclay specialises in that. And so does Mark Edwards. When you look at Mark Edwards' scenes for his thriller, the tension is there, it's psychological tension, but the canvas is not broad. We're not in some New York cityscape or anything like that. And that was one of the things that had just panicked me a little bit about my book, in that the, the focus, the settings of it felt to be fairly narrow, even though it was quite claustrophobic and tense, and that's part of the story. So I've had a, a lot of anxiety with the story this week. I have been worried about it. I think my I think my head is back in the right place now. But because of the kind of person I am, my butt will be in the chair on Thursday and I will be writing 5,000 words. <laughs> However difficult it is, I will be writing 5,000 words on Thursday and I won't stop until those 5,000 words are written. And that's how I tend to work through the problems. Now, I might write something that I'm not happy with and have to go back and do it again. And that's OK if I do. But I do find that the solution and the antidote to this is to sit down in the chair to schedule the time 
and to just get on with it. So I thought I would share that with you because many of the people listening to this will have will no doubt have their doubts. I think for the past three podcast diaries, I've been quite gung-ho, quite confident about the book. And I just wanted you to know that I also have the troughs as well, as every other writer does, and the, the doubts and the, is, am I going to be able to do this? Will I be able to get to ninety to 100,000 words? So I will continue to write. I will continue to push on and get my head back into the space I need to to write by Thursday. A couple of other things just on the edges here. I, I mentioned Self-Publishing Academy, which is my self-publishing training site. And I've been I'm really happy with the traffic that I'm getting from Google uh, PPC, pay-per-click. Very, very happy with the, the price of the clicks. And I did explain to you last week that the problem from my point of view is that the page is not converting. I'm getting people looking at the page, but not enough people buying. And that's my fault. I have to keep tweaking the page and experimenting with it. So I've done that work this week. I'm very, very happy with the new sales page I've got. And interestingly, it's along the lines of something that I would have done when I was internet marketing. In internet marketing, we, we used to create things called long form sales page. You may have seen them, long form sales pages. Very long pages with lots of text. And they, they work from the pain through to the, I, I understand this and I know where you are, through to the, I can help and this is how my product will help. And it's been interesting for me. I haven't gone through that process for a while, but it was interesting for me to create a sales page with all that content and detail on. And interestingly, many people just reject these out of hand, saying that they never read them. But in actual fact, they do convert browsers to buyers extremely well. I'm waiting for that page to be given the go-ahead by ClickBank. They have to confirm that they're happy with the page. And when they confirm that, I shall start sending the Google pay-per-click traffic to that page and see if we can start generating some decent sales from that. But I am extremely happy with what I'm paying for each click. If I can convert enough of those, that's going to be a really great campaign. So I shall continue to work on that this week. And with that in mind, I've booked for a pay-per-click Google course on Wednesday. I'm actually going to get some training on Wednesday. And it's really important as authors, we are also marketers of our work. I come from an internet marketing background, and although many of the principles apply as an author, I am struggling with this new author audience. When I was doing internet marketing, the mindset was very much, how do I make money online? Whereas authors, I think probably, certainly some authors, will spend a lot of money on, on courses and education and learning. But many authors are skinflints. They don't spend a lot, a lot of money. They go cheapskate on the covers and things like that, which is not the right mindset to have. So I think I've, I'm just trying to figure out what the price point is for authors at the moment. It's very, very interesting. I'm really looking forward to this pay-per-click course, which I'm attending locally, a really good quality course, to, to get advice from somebody who knows more than I do, which is always the way to learn. Always go to the person who's higher up the food chain than you are, who's got more experience. And so that's exactly what I intend to do on Wednesday when I attend a day-long course, which I hope will help me to sell more stuff, which is what it's all about. I'm back to writing then next week. Another 10,000 words of Don't Tell Meg, hopefully on Thursday and Friday. I'll give you an update in next week's podcast diary. Next weekend, I'm really looking forward to attending Crime Story 2016 in Newcastle. As a northerner, 
I'm based in Carlisle, virtually everything that's ever held on writing is in London, or many courses are held in London. And travelling from Carlisle, that costs a lot for the train, and it always involves an overnight in a very expensive London hotel. So it's always delightful to me when there's a regional activity being held. And this one is in Newcastle, which is an hour's drive for me. So I'm really looking forward to attending that. Crime Story 2016 is a one-day event in the centre of Newcastle. Paula Hawkins, who wrote The Girl on the Train, is speaking at that event. So I'm very interested to hear what Paula has to say. And there are lots of crime-related sessions. I've basically picked the sessions that I'm going to be attending at that event and uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it because I think one of them is is about, this is a bit geeky, but it's about computer forensics, which I'm really interested in. I want to know, and this is for fictional purposes, by the way, not for personal use. I want to know how you could do dodgy, sinister thriller kind of things online and be sure that you can cover up your tracks because I want to put that into a book at some point because I like geeky stuff. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And in next week's podcast diary, I'll give you a full report, let you know how I got on and talk you through the sessions and what I learned from the sessions. So there will be another diary update for you next week. If you've got anything that you want to ask me about, anything you want to mention, please do get in touch. You can always contact me at paul at paulteague.com. I'll speak to you again next week. Thank you for listening to this week's Self-Publishing Journeys. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with your indie author friends. Or you can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever podcast directory you use. If you're new to self-publishing, you might also like to check out selfpublishingacademy.com, the step-by-step guide to getting your manuscript off your hard drive and into print. In the meantime, you'll find previous interviews and all the show notes at selfpublishingjourneys.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll have more great self-publishing tips for you next week.